Thank you for those uh, words we've heard this morning and uh, to be encouraged with uh, Bill and his family and what they are doing overseas. And uh, God is the one who who works in our life and through us. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we were, had a four nights up in Bright. And um, as we uh, the next day, as we were walking around, we noticed a, a family, uh, three little children, and his wife and his husband. And uh, we didn't take much notice. And we uh, in the afternoon, late in the afternoon, we walked around. They were in the swimming pool. Believe it or not, it was hot in Bright. And uh, I said to Betty, after we'd been talking to her for a little while, I said, I think these people might be Christian people, just by the way they were talking to their children and amongst themselves. And uh, the next uh, day, uh, we go f- went for a walk around this beautiful little park at Bright and uh, the little children saw us walking up, so they came up and uh, held Betty's hand. If you know what Betty's like with children, uh, we were there for a, a good while. And uh, then the next day we came and they asked us over, uh, they walked past, they'd come in and sit down with us and they told us their story and uh, it was a sad story. They uh, were Christian people and they'd gone through some pretty difficult times and they happened to know Christian people who we knew and uh, that was just amazing to uh, see the love of God in these people's lives. So because we believe, others will know that he lives and while we walk the walk and talk the talk, then we have this fellowship with people who are so good. And I want to read a story this morning about Elijah and what he went through and his obedience to God. So if you'd like to look up First uh, um, Kings chapter 17, it's in the Q Bible, it's 348. Um, my wife will think I'm amazing to remember that number. Kings 17. Now Elijah, a Tishabite, from Tishabi in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God lives, as the Lord God of Israel lives whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except by my word. And the word of then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kendrath ravine, east of Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have ordered the ravens to feed you there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to Kenrith Ravine, east of Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Some time later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word came to him, Go at once to Zarephath in Sidon and stay there. I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. So he went. And he came to the town gate and a widow was there gathering a few sticks and he called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I may have a drink? And as she was going to get it, he called and, and bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a little jar, and a jar of little oil. And I am going to gather a few sticks to make home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat and die. And Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid, go home, do as you have said, but first make a small cake of bread for me and what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up 
and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. So she went away and did as Elijah told her. There was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family, for the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run out or run dry, keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Then for the sake of time, this, the reading in 24, uh, down at the bottom here it says, And the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God and, and, you, and your word of God is in your mouth. So what Elijah had done was something pretty special. And in, the, and in this particular passage, zero hour in Israel's history, the nations became divided into a northern kingdom most called Israel and a southern kingdom usually referred to as Judah. This division remained until both kingdoms fell to foreign invaders and the Jews were led away into captivity. From the beginning of that division until Israel's captivity, a period of over 200 years, the northern kingdom had 19 monarchs and they were all wicked. Can you imagine that? 19 national leaders in succession who did evil in the sight of the Lord. God's people were in great danger of being wiped out. And Ahab, Ahab, he did to provoke the Lord God of Israel and all the kings of Israel who were before him. The southern kingdoms, on the other hand, was under the leadership of 17 rulers for well over 300 years. Eight of these monarchs followed the Lord God, but nine of them were wicked men. So it has become zero time in Israel's history. And then God called on a certain person and God takes people who think that we could never use and he took Elijah. And Elijah came from a place called Tishabiah, way out in the desert, behind the desert, a little place that no one even knew. And Elijah, God said to him, I want you to go and I want you to tell Ahab that it's not going to rain for so many years. So can you imagine that? A man dressed in skins, rough and rugged, straight into the king's face and he tells him it's not going to rain until he says so. Can you imagine a king and Elijah going to this person and saying this? Surely it was a very special time. And then when he told that, God said to Elijah, go and hide. Elijah didn't answer back, he went. And he told him where he could go and where to go and by the river where he'd be fed, be fed. And he was there for some time. And then God said to him, the brook began to dry up because there was no rain. And Elijah was living in his prayer. He was living in those conditions. So God said to him, I want you to go to Sarephath. And it was, uh, he listened and he went and it was 160 kilometres through hostile country. And God looked after Elijah and he led him through these difficult places. And when he got there, we've just read the story. And this was a place where there was a, a smelting pot there. It was used as a, a furnace and whatnot. And so the story was told of refining uh, the gold and the metals and, uh, until it was such a high degrees and then the slag and the dew was washed off the top 
And, the, and when you looked into it, you saw your reflection and God was taking Elijah through these, these times and his obedience was something very special. Eli- and then when Elijah went, uh, was called to go there, he thinks, I've got someone to look after me now. Uh, someone's going to, uh, to cook for me and do all these things. Uh, and Elijah would think, uh, I'm a prophet now, so this, someone's going to look after me. Why would God have a widow there who took, looked after him? Hungry he comes to the gate and he finds a widow gathering a few sticks, calls to her for water and a piece of bread and he gets the full story. Elijah said to the woman, Do not be afraid, but go home and do what I say. The Lord God of Israel said the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not dry up until the Lord God gives rain, gives rain on the land. What an amazing story. Elijah went again. He didn't ask any questions. He moved at God's word. He went and he did a wonderful job. So, after a time, we find in, in chapter 18 and verse 1, and we'll just read that little bit there, as Obadiah was walking along, he met Elijah. Met him, and Elijah recognised him and bowed down to the ground and said, Is it really you, my Lord? Is it really you, Elijah? Yes, he replied. Go tell your master Elijah is here. What a story. He said, I've done nothing wrong. He said, Remember when Jezebel was killing the prophets? He said, I hid 50 of them in different caves and fed them there and now you're going to tell me to go and tell Ahab that you have rocked up. And he said, how will I know that you will not come? If if you don't come, I will be murdered. And Elijah said, as sure as the Lord God lives, I will make sure that that won't happen. And so the story of Elijah and the story of how it all happened and the obedience of Elijah was very important and it is for us today to be important and to realise who's in control. I just want to leave four little headings with you as we come to a close now and it is this. One, God's leading is often surprising. Don't analyse it. Secondly, the early days are often the hardest and don't quit. God's promise often opens obedience. God's promise often hinges on obedience. Don't, don't ignore it and be part of it. God's provisions are often just enough and don't fail to thank him for who he is. Can we just pray and ask God to bless us? Father, this morning we thank you for the wonderful God who we serve. And Father, we think of the obedience of Elijah and and how he didn't answer God, but he went immediately and he he did what he was told and God looked after him. And God God prepared a special chariot to take Elijah to heaven because of his faithfulness in God. And Father, as we come now this morning and as we've remembered who you are and the new covenant, a new living way, and Jesus came, that we might be set free. And Father, we thank you, Father, that you, God sent his Son. He came to be our Saviour. And Father, we pray this morning that we might come to understand more fully who Jesus is and to walk that narrow line 
and because we believe, others might know that you live. And Father, we thank you for, word, for your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.